Today is a great day for a car wash. Yeah, sure. Car wash. <laughs> <laughs> this is the car wash on the SL podcast. She's a song on a car. Good day and welcome to the car wash. This is episode number 65. On today's show, the Chiefs overhaul begins. We react to the CAF Champions League and preview the Soweto Derby. Whether you're listening to us on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, or Mahikang 96.7 FM's Game Time, welcome to the show. I am your host, Slu Paho. Of course, I am not alone. Uh, I am alone in studio, but not through your eardrums. Uh, I am joined by former Ajax Ketan and Mamalodi Sundowns goalkeeper, Sean Roberts. How are you doing? Hello, my brother. Hey. And we are joined by former Orlando Pirates and Mamelodi Sundown star, Deco Modise. How are you doing, sir? I'm bad, How are you? <laughs> doing very, very good. Well, uh, as we uh, march on, so to speak, uh, and the seasons begin to slowly change, Sean, I think we all deserve to be cheered up a little bit with this week's joke of the day. What you got? All right. It's just a one-liner, but I think it's uh, spectacular. Are we ready? Um, I hated my new haircut, but then it grew on me. Ah, for fuck's sake. I can see Teko just laughing. How much of it is growing on you these days, Sean? Not much, brother. Not much. Not much. Well, we start the show with uh, one of our newest segments, hashtag Ask the Car Wash, which is a fan Q&A. You guys are always hilarious on the Facebook comment sections. I always have to edit the questions to make them nicer. Uh, Can't be so savage on my boys. Uh, But the first question for Ask the Car Wash this week comes from Nkululeko Kondlo, who uh, this one I'm going to throw at Sean. Um, have you ever thought of making the transition to coaching and what do you think are the challenges of switching from playing to coaching? Um, you know, it's something that has never interested me. Um, and I'm, I'm probably one of the very few, uh, footballers that it doesn't interest at all to be involved in coaching. I, I think the main reason is I probably missed the game too much. Um, cause I did stop playing quite early. Um, but yeah, I, I prefer sort of more player management with what I'm doing, looking after players, uh, looking after their money, um, and helping them transition from playing to not playing um, a lot easier. So it's and, and things that I've struggled with in terms of my career, I'd like to pass on to to the other guys. But in terms of coaching, you know, f- for me as well, when you play, you live out of a suitcase. When you're coaching, you're living out of a suitcase. Um, I'm a family guy now. Um, I couldn't think of anything worse than living out of a hotel. And again, as Teko knows, um, just as a player, but as a coach, you're never guaranteed of a job. You know, so it's that uh, um, two or three, especially in a PSL. I mean, geez, I mean, you know, all the coaches have been around this this sort of coaching wheel, and that's just not for me, to be honest. But uh, um, I have had a couple of offers in terms of the goalkeeping coaching department, but it's something that hasn't interested me. I forget the second part of the question, Sue. Uh, what are the challenges you think of, of going from playing to coaching? Uh, good question. Um, I think probably the biggest challenge is, and, and I've seen it, um, I'm not going to mention who maybe, but I mean, is that I think, and it can be a positive, but mostly a negative, is, is when a player does retire and he goes into coaching, you know, he sometimes doesn't forget that he's playing, he's not playing anymore. Mm. So it's mm. he's sort of 
I wouldn't say too involved, but um, um, every player is different. And so it, it takes a special kind of individual to, to become a good coach. It takes time. Do you know what I mean? Like you, you don't become a player, then a coach. You become a, a, a good, a, a, hopefully a good player, and then and you slowly slip into a role, and and then progress, progress. So from becoming a player straight into a coaching role is very, very difficult, and it's it's very rare you see. And look at Benny now. You know, it's taking his time. You know, he's five or six years into it now. It doesn't happen overnight. Um, and I think that's what catches players out. And, and sometimes they'll start and finish too early because they, they think it's the road to success to jump straight into coaching. And it's it's, it's not that simple. And uh, for me, I'm, I don't think I'm patient enough for that, to be honest. Yeah, it is something I think Dicko has told us off air as well, that everybody always asks you, you know, when are you going to switch over to coaching? Everybody's, mm. Everybody seems to be doing it now. Is it also something that that still to this day that the one of the guys actually commented saying there was a rumor that you were offered a technical role at Pirates? Uh, we, we won't ask you to confirm or deny whether you offered that, <laughs> but is it is it something um, is it something that that has ever interested you, or has it always been like nah, you know, when you hung up the boots, it was done? Um, Slu, for, for for me is. Um, I'll probably maybe still a couple of words from Sean. For me, I, I've never seen myself as a coach, and uh, and with that, I I I feel like there's there's a lot of stuff that needs to be done as a coach, merely because I I know the game very well and I played for so long, and uh, there's certain things that I'm as a player as well that I wish I was coached earlier on in my life in my career that I, that could have made me a better player. And, and and that didn't happen. And for me, I've always looked at coaches as people that are supposed to improve players' performance and improve their abilities, you know, to become better. It's not about, yes, it's important to win trophies and all this type of stuff. But for me, it's, 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 it's seeing players grow and becoming better and better because of their contribution as a coach. And for me, I don't think I do have the capabilities. And... Uh, like I, I, I get told every week, every week, like you're wasting your time, it's a sport, uh, be a coach, blah, blah, blah. Like Sean has said, if there's one thing that I hated being uh, as a footballer was uh, traveling and being at the hotel every other day. And uh, as a coach, you, you, it's the same schedule as the players. And, and I hated that. And for me, I don't want to get back into that situation. And 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 besides, for me, is I I I've enjoyed what I've done, and I don't think I wanna you know I wanna put a dent into it by start coaching because now you're gonna be judged differently. I don't I don't mind being judged. I'm not scared of that. But it it, it needs to be something that I really want to do, not because people are saying I should do it. I don't have the passion for coaching, and once I do, probably maybe I might. But for the for now, I'm still feeling the same way as I was feeling when I retired, that I don't want to be a coach. Yes, I've been offered so many times that come be part of us, come be a technical what what. To be honest with you, I'm enjoying what I'm doing now. I'm enjoying spending time at home. I'm enjoying doing other stuff outside football. Um, I'm enjoying, you know, doing different things that are challenging me and football. Yes, as a coach, I will be challenged, but I don't think I want to be part of uh, the conversation of another coach being sacked, like Sean has said, there's no guarantee in South African football. And besides, for me to learn now, right now, 
if I had to decide to become a coach, I need to learn from a coach that I know for a fact that uh, helped me transition uh, very quickly. And 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 right now, there's not so many coaches in the PSL. Not to not to not to say anything bad, but there's, there's I, I feel like there's there's not many coaches in the in the league that can actually help me do that. So I, yeah. There's another question for you, Teka. This one comes in from Lishohonolo Mose, and it's like a two-parter. It's um, did you ever get the chance to play for Kaiser Chiefs? And if not, did you ever secretly want to play for Kaiser Chiefs? <laughs> ah, damn. I, I did have an opportunity um, to play for Kaiser Chiefs. One, uh, one, when I was in NFD, my first season there, I got a call from Bobby. And then he he showed interest in me, and then he said he'll we'll talk when the season ended. And it never happened. I stayed in NFD for four years, and I was still waiting for that. I was turning down offers from your Black Leopards, your Dynamos, your Bluefontein wow. Celtics at the time. Really? Yeah, yeah true. Because wow. I, I was waiting for Chiefs, and uh, I came to the PSL back, played for Super Sport. Um, uh, um, I played one season, and uh, when. Uh, when I was uh, when I was given a green light by Supersport to 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 talk to all the teams that um, were interested in my service, I spoke to everybody but Kaiser Chiefs. The reason is Kaiser Chiefs. Um, with all the teams, I've spoken to the coaches and most other teams as well. I've spoken to the to the team owners, um, and that actually showed how all these teams were interested in me. While I was still waiting for Kaiser Chiefs, you know what Kaiser Chiefs did? They sent a player to talk to me. Mm. So I felt like that was that was a disrespect, and I, that's why I turned. I, I never. That was my last opportunity to play for them. Oh no, that wasn't. Who was the player? They sent Spiro Mkonza because we played together. We stars. They sent him to come and talk to me. Yeah. And 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 I think for me it was like, dude, I've just spoken to Orlando Pirates. I've spoken to big guys at Orlando Pirates. I've spoken to Sundance, I've spoken to big guys at, at, at Mumbled Sundance, you know, and and for you, you're sending um, a player to actually come and talk to me, to come and play for you. That that for me, I felt like, okay, they're not serious enough. And for me, it was never about how much they're going to pay me. None of the teams that were approaching me where we spoke about money. For me, it was an opportunity to play regularly because I was playing regularly in NFT. And the third opportunity was when I... I was leaving um, Orlando Pirates and that controversial moment that people thought they knew, but they didn't. Um, I, I had an opportunity to cross over. Uh, personally, I wanted to because I, I felt like after what happened at Orlando Pirates, I need to prove myself again and I need to have, I need to be in a big stage as well. I need to be in a big team to, uh, to be able to pull that through. And my first option was Casey Chiefs, but I was told I'll you should, we, we can allow you to leave, but you cannot play for Kansas Chiefs. And besides, Kansas Chiefs actually told me that um, I'm, I'm more of Orlando Pirates brand than Kansas Chiefs. So even if I do play for Kansas Chiefs, people will forever see me as Orlando Pirates um, brand. And look what happened. I went to Sundowns. That was never the case. I became a Sundowns player. I became a Sundowns brand. And um, yeah, like I had three opportunities to play for Kansas Chiefs and that never happened. And it was an open secret from as a young boy. I supported Kaiser Chiefs because of Dr. Kumalo. And I've always wanted to play for Kaiser Chiefs. But once I played for Lando Pirates, it became a different story. But to be honest with you, you know, all my career, I've, it's if there's one team that I waited for, it's Kaiser Chiefs, but it never happened. And I've got no regrets whatsoever because 
um, I think I've achieved what I was supposed to achieve. Hectic. The only of the big three that Teko didn't get to play for, and there was three chances. That's, that's, yeah. that's fascinating. Um, wow. last... What about Chipper? Did you play for Chipper? <laughs> Excuse me? <laughs> <laughs> now nah, you would go back to Rio Stars first. <laughs> of course. Jeez. Anytime. Last question for us, the car wash comes from Elton Urson. Uh, this one we'll throw to Sean, and that's, um, you know, playing for great clubs uh, and you get these, this fame playing for these clubs. Does it open other doors for you in terms of interests outside of football? So basically, um, what, how, how, has, how has football in your career influenced your life outside of the game? Yeah, you know what? I think Teco is a good example of how it can um, in a big way. But I've always said to, what I've always done when I played was, you know, you get to go to a lot of these sort of events when you play and you get to meet some businessmen and most of the players sit in the corner and talk to each other. Where I was the side of guy that would, would go up to the guys and chat to them and get to know them and find out exactly why we're at this event and what they do and give them a business card or whatever it is and just keep in touch with them because you never know how long your career is going to be and what's going to happen post-football. So... If, if a player is aware of it and is open to it, for sure, there, there's there's plenty of opportunities. And you must remember, professional sportsmen are very um, well-liked in the business world because of their professionalism on the field and how that can sort of carry over into the business world. Um, but yeah, in terms of brands, and, 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 and Teco has done very well in turning himself into a brand and um, therefore attracting other brands that want to align with him. So for sure, if, if a player is open to it and is aware of it, and there's no easier way these days through social media, um, and I think having the platform of being a professional soccer player, there's no better platform in the world, to be honest. Um, so yeah, it, it certainly can. It certainly can, for sure. And you know, you always see Soccer Laduma as well, every now and then posts like a list of, of, of footballers who are venturing into other business ventures outside of, outside of the game, which is always uh, dope to see. Um, but from there, we move into our first big story of the day, um, and that's looking at this Chiefs overhaul, uh, who's going, who could be coming in, and who they should be chasing as they uh, you know, are approaching their first window in two windows when they've been allowed to sign players. So uh, first of all, Sipilele Nchangas' stash has been released uh, after three years with the club, only 38 appearances, no goals, uh, and uh, two assists, I believe. Uh, so a tough time that he's had. He's only featured for Gavin Hunt twice. Uh, what's your reaction to him being released? Um, is it one of those where, you know, he was lucky to get the extension in the first place last year? Or do you think that he's had an unlucky career with Chiefs? Um, I think we spoke at length of this last year. We were quite surprised that he was given an extra year um, extension and possibly surprised that he took it as well. Um but I'm not surprised he's been released, and this is no disrespect to him whatsoever. Um, Gavin Hunt went on the record and said it was a management decision. So I don't know what, what that means, whether it's his decision or not his decision, or but I do believe it's the right decision. Um, if he's not in Gavin Hunt's plans, then unfortunately he's got to go. And I see he started training with uh, uh, Black Leopards already, which is um, I, I presume would be a, a short contract just to get him some playing time and hopefully help him survive with an option. Um, but yeah, I, I did feel he... He has a hell of a potential, a uh, very, very good player. Struggled to get back. We spoke about that, you know, very good going forward. Um, but what was it? 36 games, no goals. You know, you, you expect a bit more. So um, I'm not surprised. Mm. Uh, you know, Deku, mm -hmm. you've also spoken 
at length about him and how I think you mentioned that he was a bit of a flash type player when he joined, uh, which made him a fan favorite. Uh, what do you think mm-hmm. it'll take for him to kind of save his career? He's not too old to come back, um, but you know, joining a, a Leopards team that's struggling can only do so much. What What do you think uh, it takes for him to? It'll take for him to turn turn it around and get back to playing for a big club uh, potentially. Um, before he retires, um, Slut, I, I think to 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 first of all, I think to to make it at the top, it, it requires a lot of lot of lot of lot of work. You know, not just talent. You know, it's 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 off the field incidents as well. It's how you behave off the field and the, the type of work that you put in on the ground. And 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 Gavin Hunt is is one of those coaches as well that 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 focuses also on numbers, and most coaches don't. And I think it's important as footballers to know the numbers. You know, being 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 a talented footballer as you are, and playing in the position that you're playing, and your numbers are not that good, um, it becomes very very difficult to for any coach. What do you mean by numbers? Do you mean stats? You mean stats, numbers yeah, yeah. and stats. Like your assists, yeah. your goals, and the, mm. the, the number of games that you played. And if the those that they don't they don't match the numbers of the games that you played, it doesn't make sense for coaches to actually start playing you. But other coaches, um, um, they don't they don't actually look at the numbers because they don't care. You know, they just want the players to be on the pitch. And uh, you have got uh, you playing for a big institution like Kaiser Chiefs, you know, and you become a fan's favorite. And when now all of a sudden there's no fans at the stadium. So now there's no pressure for them to play you. It becomes a concern because like, look at how Kaiser Chiefs are, are, are going on with their business. You know, they've got one of the most talented midfielders in their, in, in, in their books, but they, they don't even use him. But that, that tells you a lot as to what type of a player he is. It's either he doesn't train well. It's either off the field stuff that's happening, and and also I think I respect his achievements as to how they dealt with it. They don't come out and actually say, uh, uh, tell us the whole reason behind it. But for me, I still say that there's 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 a lot of time. There's not not necessarily there's a lot of time, but the the time is still there on his side for him to actually uh, come back and and reclaim his his his, his position and his, and his talent because he was once part of the Bafana team. And I think he got that playing for for Black Leopards. I understand why he went back to Black Leopards too, because that's that's a comfort. That's where his mm-hmm. his surroundings, he's familiar with the surroundings, he's comfortable there. And then probably maybe he can get away with so many stuff there. But like I'm still saying, for any youngsters out there to play for big teams like Kaiser Chiefs or Pirates or Mamluri Sundowns, it not ju- it's just not about talent. It's, it's the kind of work that you put in. And most footballers, they're just relying on their talent because they know that I'm a fan's favorite of whoever I play. It doesn't work that way. Football is evolving and I think player needs to evolve themselves as well. You need to grow with the game and they need to be able to adapt to any system and adapt to coaches as well. I think one of those days where we we were still stuck in let's have let's have our South African flair. They you know this type of player needs to play because it brings out the South African flair into it. I think football is evolving. I think we we need to we need to start playing with uh, with with stats in mind. You know, um, we need to be productive on the pitch. And for me, if if I had to be a coach, I don't care how talented you are. If you're not productive on the field, I'll never play you, irrespective of how talented you are. And I think with with with, with Stash is is super talented. Um, whether they, whether going to Black Leopards is a good move or not, um, that will 
people actually see when the season ends because because the thing is you you would also want to okay if it was me in that in a situation i'll go to a team that actually maybe challenge me to become better with talented players around me so i can i can i can i can prove to kids achieves that i'm still that out they made a mistake by letting me go they made a mistake by not by not playing me but if he goes to black leopards it's an automatic selection he has to play he's gonna play because he's one of the most technical players probably maybe one of the most talented the black leopards but that doesn't challenge you you're going back to your default settings where you're very comfortable. So for him to come out of that, if Black Leopard survived that, for him to come out of that situation, it's going to take him a while. So I feel like, you know, he's digressing instead of progressing. And and for me, I, I would have loved to see him probably at Baraka Swallows. I would love to see him at, at Supersport, teams that are fighting for something. But he still has time. He still has time. Let's. I just hope that he's, he's not going to be one of those players that played for KZ Chiefs and Warriors number 10 and just disappeared because I just want to warn everybody that goes to KZ Chiefs next season. Guys, leave that Jays number 10 alone. If if you're not, if 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 you're not gonna bring the results, if you're not gonna be the type of a player that will handle the pressure of playing for KZ Chiefs, let alone worry number 10. If you're not gonna be productive, you're not gonna be one of those players that will be able to carry the team, leave the jersey alone. Where the jersey are cheaper, uh, Celtics, Swallows, that's okay. That's that's because 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 the KJ Chiefs, you look at the past seasons, everybody that has worn that jersey has never done anything for that team. And this is me saying with you know, with due respect, you know, the last time I think a person, yeah, you see. The last time I think the person that wore that jersey, I think it was Siabong Kosi that was very productive for that team. You know, he scored goals. He was, he was one of those. I think when I was playing at Supersport, I think it was one of those challenging midfielders for me. I think he 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 gave me a run for my money. You know, and and I've, ever since then, there's always been a number of youngsters that are coming into the team that are trying to wear the jersey and that are doing very well. I'm still saying that that jersey yes, is still available, but you need to understand that what 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 it what it is, uh, um, you know, it resembles at the team because it's it's a legendary number for that team. And I think with 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 Stash, he still has an opportunity. I just wish they could have went to a better organized. And a team that is fighting for something, unlike Black Leopards. Yes, Black Leopards are fighting, but they're fighting a different fight. Yeah, you know, it's, and it's and it's a project going to Black Leopards. Um, but it is a project that Chiefs as well. Some of the names that have been thrown out uh, that they've been linked with is uh, Swallows FC's uh, Hamaldin. Uh, they've been linked with this uh, young midfielder from Tonga TFC, Sazi um, Somahawan, and then. Um, they're also linked with Luke Fleurs from Supersports United. Uh, and, and, and this is the first time that they'll, they'll be real contenders in the transfer window. Regardless of their form this season, I think it's still obviously, Naturena is still a huge destination for any player. Um, mm-hmm. So, you know, who do you guys think should uh, Chiefs be chasing this next window? Uh, say Gavin Hunt keeps his job next season. Um, you know, keeping that in mind, who would fit the mold in terms of what they're trying to do. Hamal Dean surprises me a bit just because he is, um, he's 31 um, and, and, he, and it's, it's like a breakout season. I don't think anybody two years ago was suggesting Hamal Dean for Chiefs, but who, who do you mm. think should be on Chiefs radar? Yeah, look, I mean, having known Bobby for a while, I, I think Hamal Dean will go. Um, I think he's done a good job, but I, I do think he'll go. Surprisingly, he will go. Um, 
and I don't know how it's going to end up. So let's see. Um, I don't know this uh, this youngster from Utongati. I'm not too sure uh, who he is. But if you look across all the positions, um, you, you've got to say, you know, kinds of Chiefs in the past, they don't they don't buy players. Do you mm. know what I mean? It's very rare that they buy a player. Mm. I think in this window, they're going to have to buy players. You're talking about Luke Fleurs. He's going to have to be bought from Chiefs. Do you know what I mean? I'm sorry, from Supersport. Um, so that's going to be interesting because as long as I've known Chiefs, it's very, very rare that they're going to buy players. But you can go across all the positions at Chiefs and we can talk about this for hours. They, they, they need a whole new team. Mm. They, they really, really do. Um, I think Sophie Sochlancy's deal is down there. So we know that left back um, is going to be taken care of. So what happens to Jürgen Sassman? I'm not too sure. Um, but you know, the back four, it needs to change. I think the goalkeeping department, um, they may be adding one there. I'm not 100% sure. Um, you know, Nurkovic isn't himself this past few months, but, you know, but you've got to forgive him because of the previous 12 months. So it's very hard for me to say where they sh- who they should be looking at because they, they need a whole new team. They really do. Mm. And I think, I, think, uh, I think the coach is aware of that. Uh, Deco, who, who would you be looking at? Because uh, it is a strange situation. I mean, they do have a lot of guys who've struggled for form, but who on their day are really good. Uh, so you're not looking to replace a Kamabiliat, but he certainly needs some competition, for example. Um, but there's also across midfield positions that they want filled. Um, so who, who, who stands out to you in the league? Uh, and, and who do you think? I mean, Chiefs realistically can get a lot of players. Um, they can buy Sundowns players if they wanted to. But um, who do you think are, are realistic targets for them? Um, so look, there's a lot of players that um, um, Chiefs should be looking at or maybe should be talking to because of how, what the situation is. Like Shona said, I think they need a new, whole new team. So therefore, they when they when when they do the assessment, and probably they're looking at all the positions and who can actually come in and play. But the the, the before I get to your question, I think the problem is uh, um, that team is not for everyone. Huh? You can you can be on form, you you can play well at your own team, and when you get to Kids Chiefs, you you can fade away into the system just like that because of the history that it has and the expectations that are there. I think I think the Chiefs should be in the position where they 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 talk to the players that actually wants to come and play for the team that are willing to die for the team, not because they just want to be part of the Kaiser Chiefs setup. I think that's the that's that's the that's the difficult part because I think all along Kaiser Chiefs the reason why they haven't been signing because players were willingly wanted to come to Kaiser Chiefs or you know in the free transfer and all that stuff and come on the pitch they're not fighting for the team. So, so I think now with with Gavin, they're probably maybe introducing a new culture, and uh, and knowing Gavin, I know he's going to sign a lot of youngsters um, that he can coach, that are coachable, and that uh, that will actually be able to, you know, to adjust to his system and the way that he wants to play. Um, look, for me, I would say your Hamaldini yes, is on song. He needs to bounce. He needs to leave Murakasalos, and Hamaldini has moved a lot. And 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 like you said, it's his breakout season. And I think you know, as a footballer, you 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 wish and want to play for big teams. And I think if that's what Hamaldin wants, I think he should test himself. Yes, why why not? I think there's there's a lot of players like there's your like there's your Tabano Dad, there's this Phillies, the Captain City that can do the business for for Kaiser Chiefs as well. And uh, 
you know there's there's Bradley Khobla you know there's there's for me I I I'll build a team around around Yanukovych I'll have I I want to have the maybe six or five players that have the Yanukovych mentality that wants to die on the pitch that wants to work harder on the pitch every single day and you can see his frustration like Sean has said it hasn't been himself but uh, you can understand that you know football is a team sport you need to be able to to help other guys to fight with you but it it becomes tiring at times when you you feel like you're the only one that is doing the business so there's a lot of there's a lot of changes that needs to happen within that team and uh, and 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 with the gavin being there i think we spoke about it that with with everybody knowing and everybody that supports chiefs they need to understand that with 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 all the changes that's going to happen next season they shouldn't expect to see they shouldn't expect uh okay uh, the chiefs to be playing the same way that mamelodi sundowns is playing they've got their own style mamelodi sundowns have developed their own style of play pirates pirates are, are slowly getting into their own rhythm and they understand how they want to play you know they're using transition they're using speed and all that type of stuff they they know how they play and with case chiefs we still have to find out the type of players they bring in for also to also to identify how they want to play so i think we need to be in the position as guess uh, fans of case chiefs they need to understand that what is it exactly that they want to achieve and i think this is the high time that case chiefs i think it's the first time in in their in their existence where they need to actually buy the whole team start afresh and 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 for me this couple of guys that you, you need to have you need to have strong center backs you can have young stars as full backs but center backs you need to have strong guys that 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 enjoys defending i would have said deruk but deruk is at sundowns you know you've got you've got more that as a swallows as well i think i think most i think the chiefs are looking more on on swallows uh, as to especially the relationship that they have i think there's a lot of players that they will get from there yeah yeah because because release from cape town city uh, that that would be that that would be one of their best signings because I know how he plays I know his mentality as well but also the goalkeeping department to be honest you you they need a change they need somebody that can come in and be number one they shouldn't be scared to do so Lana parts have done so they were they had Wayne they had all those other guys before he came in and become a number one that's that's those are kind of those are kind of brave things that you need to do as a big team for for you to achieve and I know how Gavin has won the leagues everywhere he went because he's brave he does, he, he does all those um those decisions and and look at the players that he always signed he signed your unknown type of players and he makes them um um superstars look at your monare nobody actually thought of monare anywhere else now he's he's he's, he's part of the Orlando Pirates core team now he's a main player at Orlando Pirates so I think Gavin will do the same business that he has been doing especially from super sport to vets in terms of signing players and signing what he needs you know and and I think it's high time that we Kaze uh, Chiefs I just hope that he's still there next season they give him an opportunity to do so but for me I think in terms of how they want to play um 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 Mohammedin will do the, will do the business for him because of how he plays you know he plays over the shoulder he's he's like a false nine type of thing but he enjoys running and you know Gavin up front that he wants people that will run to put the ball in the back of the net and Hamaldini with with the with with with, with playing for Swallows with not so many creativity around but he still does the business so imagine if he has creativity around he's got the backing of the fans you know he's got the backing of the coach you know things will turn around and and I think for me the biggest thing I think that that's one thing they need to start looking at as as to who bring in the goals because other departments it's neither here or there you can find them in nfd like the boy that you just mentioned from nfd at up from Africa sorry i'm not sure i haven't seen him play 
Um, but it's just that for me, it's it's because of now Kaiser Chiefs are in this verge of not signing players. Whenever the when the season ends, of course, Kaiser Chiefs will be high in our conversation as to who signed and who's leaving as well. But like I said, it's 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 a team that not everybody can play for, but it's a team that everybody can sign to. So it becomes it becomes one of those challenges that you can sign to Kaiser Chiefs, but you must understand that the pressure that they are in now. It's going to carry on to next season. So whoever that comes in, they need to understand the situation of KZ Chiefs is. KZ Chiefs are expected to start winning stuff. So if you have the mentality to win, you have the mentality to play harder, to work harder, and 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 not, you know, not there to add numbers. I think it is, you should be signed. But Gavin, Gavin, knowing Gavin as, as as a person and as a coach, I know he will do the business for KZ Chiefs. But for me now, it's all rumors. For with the, with all the rumors that all the players are linked to Kaiser Chiefs, I'll actually start commenting properly about them when they sign. For now, it's just rumors because we understand where Kaiser Chiefs are. Yep, about every single good player this season will likely get linked with them, linked to Kaiser Chiefs um, during the next transfer window. But from there, we move on to international news. Do do do. time for the international news desk and for that we are joined by international news correspondent for soccer Duma, mr kurt buckerfield how are you doing today i'm good thanks how are you all good all good uh so first things first let's have a look at the uefa champions league so at the time of recording we've watched uh two of the four games this week uh so real madrid and man city both cruising through uh, to the quarterfinal stages um, last night. Was there anything that stood out to you? Um, I'm not sure which game you managed to watch live. Um, I caught a bit of the City one, but um, it kind of felt like, um, not necessarily easy, but it felt like they were going through the motions. Um, are these two teams who are not too concerned with the success and more concerned with you know, trying to make a deep run, uh, or was there anything that that stood out to you or impressed you in this run? I think, Slu, I, firstly, I caught the uh, the Manchester City and um, Borussia game, and look, I think what stood out to me was just how defensively solid City look, more defensively solid than I've probably ever seen them under Pep Guardiola. Um, and, you know, you can see that in how many clean sheets they've kept this season across all competitions. But um, I think they've gone 700 minutes, over 700 minutes without conceding a goal in the Champions League. So I think what what stood out for me was, was how um, strong City looked this season. And I know that they keep flopping in the Champions League. And it's kind of the big monkey on Pep Guardiola's back. Everybody's talking about, can he win the Champions League with Manchester City? Why has he failed to progress, I think, further than, what what is it, the quarterfinals with Manchester City? And he's now there, and for me, it looks like this really could be the season they they get to the semis, perhaps even to the final. Whether they're going to win the competition, I'm not sure, because, you know, the likes of PSG and the likes of Bayern Munich and uh, you know, there are a lot of strong teams in this competition. We know that. But I do believe that City, um, they just seem a class above the rest right now. And, um, yeah, they just look really, really focused. I think Pep Guardiola 
mentioned after the game just how happy he is with his defense. And, and so did Kevin De Bruyne, who said that, you know, a solid defense obviously makes our job easier, the attacker's job easier. So while they've got all these superstar players going forward, um, what really matters is how many goals you, you keep out. And uh, City are doing that now to, to great effect. And yeah, man, that's what stood out to me. But then with Real Madrid and Atalanta, I thought Real Madrid were really impressive over the two ties. Um, 4-1 on aggregates. They don't look they don't look finished. They look far from it. And, um, you know, they've had a, a weird season depleted with injuries. Hazard has now uh, picked up his 11th different injury since joining Real Madrid in 2019 for a club record fee. So that's something they'll be hugely disappointed by. But they're still managing to get through. And, you know, Karim Benzin has been in, in terrific form. We've seen Sergio Ramos now return, also returned with a goal. Um, so it, it will be interesting to see how far they can go um, in the competition too. But all in all, it's looking looking exciting. The Champions League looks really good this season, once again. Yeah, and you mentioned Hazard. I think I saw a stats that he's missed more games for Madrid um, through injury uh, than he did during his entire stay at Chelsea. So yeah, already wild. Yeah, yeah he's, he's only played 36 games, Lou, since he joined Real Madrid. Um, two years ago he's only played 36 games and uh, scored four goals so you know yeah. <laughs> things but aren't looking like, good for him then that's what you pay the big bucks for right there that those are the type of ratios we shoot <laughs> um, but uh, in other news uh, shifting from UEFA to Euro so to speak uh, Zlatan Ibrahimovic at the age of 39 uh, coming out of retirement for Sweden uh, what do you think this means for both the national team and for um, that Euro competition? Because Ibra is kind of one of those guys now, uh, for better or worse, um, he, 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 people focus on him like a superstar, like your Messi's and Ronaldo's and, and Neymar's. Um, so what do you think this means for, for both him as a player and for um, Sweden at the Euros? Yeah, I think it's great. I think, I mean, firstly, if he does come out of, well, he will come out of retirement. So we're playing these upcoming World Cup qualifiers. I mean, hopefully we'll see him at the, the, the Euros this year, um, which was obviously postponed from last year. But I just wonder if he, if he regrets not coming out of retirement even earlier on the international stage. Because, of course, he retired in 2016 after the Euros in France. And, um, you know, two years later, Sweden had a pretty decent run at the, the World Cup in Russia. And um, I think there were calls at the time for Latin to return, but he, he chose not to. Perhaps it, it has something to do with the fact that he was playing in America and maybe traveling might have been an issue um, for, for World Cup you know, fixtures and, uh, during international break. So it's obviously great to see, um, but maybe you know, he has demons about not going to that, that tournament uh, three, years ago, three years ago, because Sweden really were good. I think they got to the quarterfinals. Um, I think they, they got a lot further than, than people thought they would. So, look, I think it's great. It's, it's very much um, a Zlatan move to, to return. And then I think he, he tweeted something like, return of the guard. Um, you know, so it's very much in Zlatan's personality to, to you know, want this kind of limelight. And I think it's great for Sweden. I think they're welcoming back. I know the, the coach, Jana Anderson, is, has been very, very... Um, you know, uh, happy with, with the news. And I think he called Latin the greatest player in Sweden's history. Uh, we know Latin is Sweden's all-time top goal scorer with 61 goals. 
So I think it, it's good for them. It can only be good for them. Um, he's a massive personality and will surely have a, a positive impact you know, on the rest of the, the squad. Yeah, I hope maybe he can uh, uh, repair some of the damage he did. I remember, I think it was 2018 or 2019, I think he either bought stock in a, in a, stock in a club uh, in Sweden or something like that, but it was a rival club to the one that he started with. And so they were like, you remember they were like desecrating his stadium and shit. Um, so, yeah, so. There, was, there was a statue. That oh, was, yeah, sorry. His, sta- his statue. Down, yeah. Sorry, I'm pre coffee over here. Um, <laughs> it's his statue. Um, and, and it was a couple times. I remember it being a story like two weeks running because they cleaned it up and then more people came to, <laughs> to destroy it again a few days later. So, you know, but. Yeah, they, they did a proper job. Yeah, he's, he's a polarizing figure naturally, though. Um, you know, even like of NBA course, fans don't like him right now because he basically told LeBron to shut up and dribble. He's a, it's such an odd character he has. Um, and then we finish with another messy milestone. Um, you know, I, I feel like every match it, it's becoming kind of a not a not a running joke, but a running trend, so to speak. That every match he plays, there's some record that he beats. But this is a particularly, um, you know. It's monumental for him, I think, because he's been a career Barcelona player. Um, sorry, leveling Xavi's record. Um, and there was another goal-scoring record that he beat, but I, I can't remember that one off the top of my head. The, the goal-scoring record was 13 consecutive La Liga seasons with 20-plus goals. Which is just monstrous as well. Um, so what do you make of him leveling Xavi's record? Xavi, of course, is another club legend. Um and, you know, we don't know how, how, how long Messi will be there for. So I think this is quite a nice record for him to put a potential cherry on the top of his Barca career. Yeah, I think, look, I think all of these, you know, firstly, Messi had a really poor start to the season by his standards. Um, it was the most human I've ever seen him. He was making a lot of mistakes, poor decision making, he looked slow. The ball was getting taken off him pretty easily by, by the Fenders. And... Um, this was all, of course, off the back of what happened at the start of the season when he tried to leave. Um, and that was pretty well documented and widely reported. He did want to leave Barcelona and he made a massive effort um, to do just that, but, well, essentially wasn't allowed to. He tried to break his contract and he wasn't allowed to. Um, but I do think that all the good press surrounding Messi right now, you know, equaling Xavi's uh, record appearances, I think it was 767 appearances for Barcelona, um, and and breaking the, well, scoring 20-plus league goals in 13 consecutive La Liga seasons. I do think that all of these things are contributing to a better feeling um, surrounding Messi at Barcelona. And I do believe that... Um, this will posit- positively impact the outcome of, of what happens at the end of the season now because, of course, all the talk is, is around whether he stays or he goes. His contract's up um, and they aren't sure as to whether he will extend and commit himself to, to the club. But, you know, we've only known Messi as a one-club man and as much as I would find it exciting in playing in a different team, perhaps for Manchester City in, in England or even for PSG in France where... You know, he would definitely have a better squad of players around him. I would love to see him stay at Barcelona. I think that I think we've maybe touched on it last week, but there's a lot of talent coming through there now, um, and I just feel like there's a generally a generally better feeling um, surrounding Messi. And I just think that 
you know, things are looking good for him. And, um, you know, these records, it's like, like you said, Slu, there's a new record every week. And, um, you know, now next week when he plays, or this coming match, um, this weekend Barcelona play in the Liga, he'll then break the record, and that's going to be all over. He's going to have played 768 games. And, um, yeah, I mean, it's just getting ridiculous. But it's it's what we've come to expect from, from Messi. He's a generational player, more than that. And, um, yeah, I just hope that at the end of the season, you know, he can be persuaded to stay because I do believe that there's unfinished business there at Barcelona. And I do believe that he can be successful in Europe, in La Liga, with that Barcelona side, barring a few personnel changes. Yeah, you know, I had the thought recently that actually what we all want to see Messi do uh, before his career is over is, is have some international success. Um, the national level well, he's done everything you know even if he does go to PSG or City and win the Champions League it's not the first Champions League he's won it'll be his fifth so um you know I, I I do I do think it would be nice to see him retire with the team that that made him Messi um but it, it'll be an interesting one we'll of course be talking about him on a weekly basis most likely uh but I think that is how we will wrap up international news this week thank you very much to international news correspondent for Sokola Duma Mr. Kurt Buckerfield have a solid day cool cheers Lou. thanks man and there you have it uh from there we move on to reactions to this CAF Champions League uh, round of action. So Sundowns had a big match against TP Mazembe. Uh, they won one nil. Um, it was actually, I think, their only shot on target during the the, the full ninety. Uh, but everybody was watching the Chiefs versus Petro de Luanda match because it's a must win for them, or it was a must win uh, because of how tight their group is. So just having another look at it, uh, Chiefs. So Widad is is first with ten points, and then Chiefs and Horoya are tied on five points with Haroya having the goal difference advantage. And then Petro is last on one point. So obviously everybody wants the Chiefs to beat Petro, which would set them up to at least, you know, get a good result against Haroya and potentially move through. But now they, they must beat Haroya. Otherwise they have to rely on a Vidad victory. Um, so is this, is this, is this just one of those, um, have they, have they, have they just given themselves an unnecessary headache um, or, is this just the reality of the group that it was always going to be this tough? Yeah, I mean, you would have expected though to get them get the three points, wouldn't you? Yesterday, that's that's the disappointing part. Um, but anything can happen in CAF. Anything can happen in the league. We know that. Um, that's what football's about. No matter if you beat them four or five nil away, um, in you play them at home, you draw nil nil. It's it's football. Uh, very disappointing. Um, I think all the players and staff there would feel exactly the same. Um, but yeah, they've left it very, very difficult now for them um, to get these results that they're going to need. So it's going to be, it's going to be an interesting next few weeks, that's for sure. Uh, your your reaction, Deco, especially because uh, you know they yes. have the international break, of course, but um, they would have wanted the momentum going into um, this weekend's Soweto derby. So what, what, what's your reaction to them struggling a little bit in smaller opponents? I think that's so that's been the story for Casey Chiefs this season when you you definitely expecting them to win and when they definitely have to win they don't um and and it's it's frustrating because you 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 always feel like this is a team that should win 
And when you, especially in, 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 with other teams in the Champions League, you're looking at the the players because you start comparing a player to a player, you're like, okay, cool. Okay, the Chiefs doesn't have this and this, but they do have this that can actually, you know, able them to to win this game, but they don't. But it's been the story for the for the whole season. And I don't think Kaiser Chiefs, honestly, at heart, they they're really really interested in 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 in, in Kev. I think the biggest focus is also to start Nexus and being in the top eight. I think that that should be the the goal to 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 make sure that they are in a respectable position with all the difficulties that they have. And also, with with, with the Kev is 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 like we said. Uh, it, it helps them build the character that the government wants. You know, it, it pushes them now to be in that continental stage um, and to play against this, all these different teams. Because bear in mind that not everybody can just play in the national team, so they're not exposed to such games. So, so with, with, with the team as well, it, it helps you, especially the younger ones. It helps them, prepares them, you know, for the challenges ahead, and then that should actually give them an edge. Coming into to the weekend's game against Atlanta Pirates, that's a different story. You know, Kev is out of the window. Nothing happened. Nothing matters. Nothing matters. Who's on form? Who's scoring? Who's not? It's a different. It's a different mood. A different feeling altogether. And there's a lot of hype around it. It's still one of the biggest derbies in the world, and and and, and people enjoy watching, irrespective of what happens. So I think for me, it's the, the 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 results yesterday. It's one of those things that's always been the story for Kaiser Chiefs. Maybe when it's more difficult, maybe they'll win. Like Shona said, it's going to be very, very interesting in the couple of weeks to come. But I think the biggest concern is in the league than, than the CAF uh, uh, Championship. And it's time for This Week in Football History. Today, we remember great moments from the past. We dive into the time capsule. Join us as we remember great moments from This Week in Football History. Well, this week, back in 2007, Tottenham Hotspur beat Watford with help from a rare goal. Sean Roberts will like this one from goalkeeper Paul Robinson when he scored from 88 yards out. Um, it's one of the more famous recent Premier League goals where he takes like a, I think it was a free kick actually from from uh, inside their box, obviously. And it's just yeah. an unfortunate bounce on the other end and it goes straight into the goal. Um, and, uh, you know, Sean Robertson, he, he, sorry, Sean Roberts. <laughs> Robertson oh, Spice. Yes. <laughs> Sean Roberts, you know, you know all about scoring goals, right? From, from, oh, from all the way out. This is, this too, is easy. Really too easy. Too easy, man. I, I actually remember that goal. Uh, yeah, geez, bro. I can't believe it was that long ago, but I remember watching that game. That's insane. How embarrassing Jeez. would it have been uh, conceding that goal? It happened to me, bro. We played Bloom Celtic away. Um, yeah, devastating. We were 2 1 up, uh, literally 91 minutes. Long cross comes in, obviously not from that far. Um, straight down the middle, I come out, I slip, the ball bounces over my head, hits the crossbar, and some idiot just puts it in. So, yeah, and that was unfortunately that's how football rolls, eh? Yeah, <laughs> it is what it is. It is yeah. what it is. Uh, and then this week in 1967, four-time Serie A Defender of the Year, Alessandro Nesta, was born in Rome. And sticking with the theme of birthdays in South Africa, we celebrate uh, former uh, Kaiser Chiefs and Sundowns goalie Brian Baloy, uh, current Kaiser Chiefs forward Bernard Parker, former Bafana defenders Mark Fish and Matthew Booth, 
and Banyana Banyana coach Desiree Ellis. Happy birthday to all of those. And uh, from there, we move into weekend predictions. So we'll start with all of the all of the other matches. We call them the other matches because the centerpiece is, of course, the Soweto Derby. So first of all, Stellenbosch FC versus Supersports United. Who do you got? Yeah, I, I said last week, you know, Stellenbosch are in desperate need of a result. Um, Supersport playing some very good football. Stellenbosch at home. Um, yeah. I'm going for a a two-all draw. Um, I think Stellenbosch need to fight for their life. Supersport might take it, but I'm going for a draw. Mm. Steli Supersport. Oh, la, la, la. I've got a soft spot for Steli's lately. Um, I'll go for a 2-2 draw. <laughs> yeah. To, to do. Next, we have Golden Arrows versus Cape Town City. Uh, yeah, this is a tough I mean, Arrows are in very good form. Cape Town City are not in very good form. Uh, who do you have in this one? Do you have a Cape Town City upset, a comeback victory, or, or do you see Arrows continuing uh, their fine run of form? Yeah, they, they really are on a, a great run of form, especially at home. Um, Cape Town City, though, when they switch it on, they really do switch it on. For that reason, I'm going to give it a low-scoring draw. I'm on the fence again. My friend, Cape Town City has been disappointing lately. Um, with, I, I know the previous encounter, um, Cape Town City scored a lot of goals against Arrows. I think that was the Arrows' first defeat in the league, but things are different now. So ever since then, Golden Arrows has been, 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 been very consistent. And um, I see a 1 0, a narrow win for Golden Arrows. Firmly in that title race, they get a solid result this weekend. And speaking of the title race, perhaps the most difficult match in the world to call. How could we ever make a prediction here, gents? Mamelodi Sundowns versus Black <laughs> Leopards. I mean, it's neck and neck with these right <laughs> Who is your money on show? You know what? It's. We, we can laugh, Slew. We can laugh. But Black Leopards, home or away, are, are not an easy nut to crack. Mm. They're not playing well, are they? Um, but I am going for a 2-0 um, a win for, for Morocco, uh, Morocco Solis, for Melody Sundowns. <laughs> Who you got, Deco, for Morocco Sundowns versus... <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Uh, it's it's no-brainer for me. But if Black Leopards had sorted out their defensive issues I, I would i would say you know they stand a chance maybe to for a draw or something like that but probably sundowns how they dismantle the the um the defenders uh the in the league in these teams especially when you have um difficulties in in that department i think be, they, they make things a little bit easier for themselves so i think it's going to be one of those easy victories maybe two early goals and then it drags on the whole game Yes, yes, yes. It should be an interesting one. I mean, uh, let me. I'm gonna start a weird thing. I'm gonna. I'm gonna start this thing called stakes, and I'll do it for this match and for the Soweto Derby. So my stakes are: if Sundowns do not win against Black Leopards, I have to do 50 push-ups. If they draw or or somehow lose, I have to do 50 push-ups and record it. Yeah. And then I'll, I'll do a different one. I'll do sit-ups for this uh, Chiefs Pirates match. 
so to, so to preview this Soweto derby again, I mean, two teams in very, very different form, particularly in the league. I mean, uh, Pirates are 15 points ahead of Kaiser Chiefs right now. Uh, I mean, Chiefs do have two matches in hand, but still, um, you know, Pirates are in the hunt for a cap spot. Chiefs are trying their best to break into the top eight. Um, who do you have here? I mean, it, it's also bragging rights because Pirates humiliated them in the MTN 8 earlier this season, beat them in the league, I believe. Um, so who is your money on? Do you think that Chiefs can, you know, punch back for once this season? Yo, a tough one, eh? Bernard Parker, he's back from suspension. Uh, Zuma's injured for Chiefs. Mungani Sam is injured for Pirates, uh, but Mango and Lodge make a comeback. Uh, yeah, I'm going. Yeah, I'm going for a Pirates victory, an entertaining two-one win for Pirates. Entertaining two-one win. Yeah. How about a Pirates prediction? Hey, hey, hey. imagine. It's <laughs> uh, it's gonna be a victory for Lando Pirates. Um, not gonna be an easy one. Chiefs will create chances, but we know the story. It's gonna be one of those one-way game. I think Gavin will use more defenders, not and try not to lose the game. And uh, Lando Pirates will be, uh, you know, you know, um, being the only team that attacks. Um, so I think it's gonna be a one-zero victory for for Lando Pirates, but with 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 a lot of interesting stuff in the game. Because I think it's one of those games where. Everybody's under pressure, even the referees themselves. You know, any mistake that you do, it, it it might turn the game around. So I think it's going to be one of those games where Orlando Pirates are just piling so much pressure until it opens up. But there's no other way also to score them. But I think it's going to be one of those 1-0 victory and a very entertaining game. All right, before I give my stakes, let me ask one more question on Mr. Witzer Darby. Um, for, for, from each of you, who do you think... Um, if you're just going to take a random guess, it's the player to watch, the player who's going to have a standout match. I think Lorch has found some very good form um, and he's slowly starting to get that confidence back. I'm, I'm going to go with him. I think he's I think he's in for a brace even. Ooh. Yeah. Lorch with the double. Deco, who you got? I was Paseca Marco. The reason is... Um, Look, the boy, I think, is, is, is one of the shortest uh, uh, fullbacks in the league. Um, but his contribution is huge. Um, he, he always adds numbers going forward. Um, he's, he's got the tank. He runs the whole game. He can, he's comfortable in playing different positions in the game. He's not a typical left back that goes up and down the line. He's an inverted left back. He can play in the midfield. Like he's a very smart footballer and he doesn't do too many things. So he's not glamorous. So people mostly don't pay attention to him. But his contribution to the game is, is huge. I think it's, it's going to have an outstanding game like he had against Chipper in the, in the cup game where he, he contributed from a left back position. Second half, he changed. They changed him play and then and one of the attacking roles in the midfield, he created another opportunity as well. So I think he's one of those versatile players that I haven't seen in a while. And uh, he's, he's, he's a big factor in terms of contribution. It's going to be one to watch for sure. He actually has four assists on the season, by the way. Yeah. So, so definitely one to watch. If Chiefs win this match, 
No, there's there's no stakes for me if there's a draw. If Chiefs win this match, I'll do 50 sit-ups. So, so that's if, if if Leopards draw or somehow beat uh, Sundowns, I have to do 50 push-ups. And if Chiefs win, I have to do 50 sit-ups. Slew, just, just go to gym, bro. Okay? <laughs> These teams, these teams have to do their part first, all right? <laughs> um, but you know, maybe I will go to gym. You know, the nice thing about gym is I don't have to run there. I can drive. Ah, zoom, zoom, zoom. In a car the week. You have a zoom. Well, speaking of Kaza Chiefs legends, um, Pibre Shabalala has been pictured with a new Lexus RC 350F Sport. Now, in all seriousness, the RC350F Sport is something to be generally considered over the other six-cylinder rivals like the Audi S5, the BM44i, and the Mercedes-AMG C43. The Lexus costs around 940 and remember that this includes everything as standard. Expect to pay upwards of 950 for the S5, and the BMW is listed at 932 the C43, meanwhile, is the most expensive of the quartet at 1.1 million. The Japanese two-door is by no means the most modern of the lot, but the old-school charm of its powertrain, the, the origami styling and bountiful specification are unique draw cards. It's not a car that I know about, I know a lot about, but I do give it an 8 out of 10. 8 out of 10 on the Lexus. The Lexus. Right. Uh, you know, that, that, that might be my next car, you know, if I, if I, if I, if I manage... Uh, maybe to 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 get my next raise, um, but you know, yes. if, I, if I'm if I'm gonna get a raise, Sean, I really need to be motivated to do so. I think I think Damn. that's the that's the important thing they always say. Um, Damn. Tell me what else they always say in this week's motivational quote of the week. Well, this week comes from NFD star Pochiso Maklangu, who plays for Pretoria Kellys. Make sure you always fall forward, no matter the circumstances. Mm. Falling forward—that's the way to do it. Uh, and you know, specifically, uh, his side this season. Uh, I believe it was three. If I'm not mistaken, they they, they went through three penalty um, shootouts in a row yes. in the yes. Bank Cup. So yeah, yeah. you know, if you can't do it in in two hours of football, guys, you can do it. You can do it from twelve yards out. Um, and on that note, we end episode number 65 of The Car Wash. Whether you're listening to us on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, or Mahigang 96.7 FM's Game Time. Thank you very much for tuning into the show. I've been your host, Slu Paho. That has been Mr. Sean Roberts. Awe. And that has been Mr. Tekomudise. Awe Paho. And we will see you same time, same place next week. Peace. Adios. Peace. Today is a great day for a car wash. Yeah, sure. Car wash. <laughs> this is the car wash on the SL podcast. This is a car.